welcome to episode 235 of the Parkrun Adventurers. I am Ollie Spake, and I'm joined by one of Parkrun's high-vis heroes with 21 volley spots already performed this year alone, Melissa Ellis. Happy National Volunteer Week, Mel, and thank you for volunteering. Thank you, Ollie. I didn't even know I'd done that many so far. Yep, trawl the stats, and uh, you're at 105% of volunteer roles for uh, Parkrun Weeks so far this year. So, uh, nice work. Thank you. Thank you very much. How was your parkrun day, Ollie? Ah, look, it was the way I like to spend it, really. Early morning sunlight, coffee, favourite spot, and you know, surrounded by uh, a more intimate number of parkrunners, but uh, a great bunch all the same. And um, what a way to kick off the weekend. That's good. You had some uh, high-profile visitors there at Shell Harbour from what I saw. Sure did. So many that I didn't really keep an adequate tab on on them all, really. But um, yeah, I was I was run director, and I was then able to enjoy the the meet and greet side of things. And I was fortunate enough to see friend of the pod, Errol. He gets around, Errol. He does, he does. And I had no idea he was coming this week, so I'm glad Errol that I was able to be there the week you picked. Oh, okay. So he didn't make you guarantee you were going to be there before he visited. Like, um, apparently, got a guarantee that I will be at Tulin Creek. If he's to come to my <laughs> event, <laughs> maybe you're a little harder to predict, Mel. Just, just, just maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, there's a point. Yeah, yeah. I think you know, maybe it was a fairly safe bet. Safe bet that you'll be at Shell Harbour. Yeah. Yeah. But it was wonderful to see her all catch up, um, have a coffee, and. Uh, yeah, as I said, um, th- there were other visitors as well. I, I met Scott from Tuggeranong and uh, didn't even really get the chance to have a chat. So apologies, Scotty. Hopefully next time. And you were back in the pink wig, Ollie. Yes. Yeah, we we have a tradition at Shell Harbour. Tradition founded, obviously, on a, on a dearly uh, loved and, and missed member of our Shell Harbour Parkrun community, um, a lady named Kira Lee. And Kira Lee was one of the individuals that really made me feel most welcome at Shell Harbour in the early days and we sadly lost her to breast cancer five years ago. So every year we throw on some pink around this time of the year. Usually it coincides with Mother's Day, but um, this year it was it was like we were just a little out of step. But nice to, to pay tribute, obviously, to Kira Lee and other members of the Parkrun community that we do love, we do miss, and we always carry in our hearts. And I saw photos of Brendan and the lovely M yeah. in their pink as well. So they were obviously there supporting in their volunteer capacity. Don't they scrub up well? They do. On the finish line, once again, they make a, a pretty a pretty tight duo. Yes. Yeah, it was nice. It was muddy. It was rather cold. I keep hearing reports of this mud. Whereabouts yes. is it? So what, what's the issue with, uh, with the course? Oh, I suppose um, it's been raining. <laughs> I know, but where's the mud? Is it like, yeah, okay, clearly you've got a beach yes. and so it's not there. Yeah, no mud on the beach. No mud on the beach, Mel. Um, we have uh, alongside our lagoon when, when you do actually get to enjoy the, the low parts of the course there. It's more so, you know, a week, two weeks after the rainfall, it really builds up and that's when the puddles form because they've all you know, drained down down the hill and uh, you, you really get a good opportunity to um, get nice and wet. 
Okay. Mm. Because I've been waiting and waiting and waiting on my juniors course. I've got this area where mm. I know from previous years that the puddle fills up and I've been waiting for my puddle to fill up so the puddle marshal actually has a puddle to um, direct <laughs> children around. And I turn up every week and the event course check volunteer goes out and he comes back and he's like, there's no water in the puddle mill. <laughs> Because, Ollie, I've got this grand plan. I've got these mm. little rubber ducks that I'm going to uh-huh. stick in the puddle to give the kids a little surprise when they come running back. Oh, very nice. Yes. But it's a dry dock at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor duckies. Yeah. Surely that'll fill up. I mean, haven't you, you – you've had some rain periods. We have, but not enough. <laughs> wow. Not enough. And, uh, yeah, which is – quite unusual because well look to be honest um, mountain is known for its low rainfall okay. in victoria and yes. we can grow a lot of plants here in our botanic gardens that are west australian or south african plants okay. be- because of our low rainfall quite hardy to yeah to those dry conditions whereas where i grew up over in uh, the southeast suburbs uh, at the foot of the dandenongs that we were in a rain belt and we had a high rainfall so mm, yeah it's mm, quite different mm. for me but it's also quite good because when i see all my friends complaining about the rain and i look out the window I go hmm, nice and dry here in meltdown okay noted it's really good when you're a runner too well yeah that'd be far less excuses for me so <laughs> yes <laughs> well you um you obviously didn't have a puddle to enjoy, Mel, but tracking back to, to the Saturday version of Park Run Day for you, how was Park Run Day? How was Park Run Weekend? Oh, it was really good. Thank you for asking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went to event number 142 of Sunbury Park Run. Now, the disappointing thing about it being event number 142 was I had multiple 142s. <laughs> I needed 141 and I needed 143, but never mind. You're clearly playing the very long game. I am. I just can't take a trick at the moment with these challenges. But uh, anyway, that's another story. But Sunbury Park Run really is the best kept secret in the West. Mm. Uh, so to put it in context, Sunbury is 39 kilometres northwest of Melbourne and and the park run averages about 95 finishes a week. So it's you know, not a huge event. Mm. It's modest numbers. But Sunbury, Ollie, you might be interested to know is known as the birthplace of the ashes. Is that right? It is. Is that right? It exactly is. Uh, So Sunbury was settled in 1836 and named after Sunbury-on-Thames in Middlesex, England. And in 1874, an estate called Rupertswood was built by William Clark, who also happened to be the president of the Melbourne Cricket Club, which is how the English cricket team came to spend Christmas 1882 at Rupertswood. Wow. I've done my homework. Are you impressed? That's that's some impressive context there. And um, what an influential place. I had no idea. So it continues. On Christmas Eve that year, the English team played a social game of cricket against a local team where it is widely accepted that the bales from the game were taken and burnt and placed in a small urn which was to go on to become a perpetual trophy for matches between Australia and England. The Rupert's Wood estate still exists. It's still there. Drove past it. It's very proud. Got a sign saying, Home of the Ashes. The family sold it uh, to the Salesian Catholic Order, and it still exists both as the Salesian College School and also the mansion's been restored, and it's used as a wedding venue. 
Sunbury is also known uh, for in the 1970s. It was the site for an annual pop festival staged on the Australia Day long weekend in January and hosting bands such as Queen, Deep Purple, ACDC and our very own Skyhooks. I've certainly heard of Sunbury. Yes, absolutely. Have you heard of Queen? (laughs) Yes, I have heard of Queen. Queen played at Sunbury. How cool is that? That would have been quite a lineup. I know, right? I would sign up any day to go back to that one. Yes. Yes. Well, Sunbury Park Run is an event I have done before, but because uh, it has Happy Hill, Mm -hmm. um, which Strava tells me has an an elevation gain of about 77 metres with a maximum elevation of 222 metres, 222. 222. Fits right in with the cricket theme. (laughs) It was meant to be. And it's only 30 minutes from my home. So I thought, I'm going to start running this for my training for Panorama Punish. Ah, you found a hill. I did. Happy hill. Happy hill. So I first ran Sunbury on its launch in November 2017. Yep. And then again as the first event in the longest run in June 2018. Uh Uh-huh. Which is where I recorded my best and sadly unofficial time. (laughs) (laughs) So this week was my third visit. Yep. But that's okay because I'm going to use that as a gauge for how my fitness is improving over the coming months. Yeah. And overnight on Friday, we actually had torrential rain. So as I lay in bed hearing the rain, thinking that uh, I was going to get very wet and it was going to be awfully unpleasant. And Paul, who had been planning to venture east yep. to pick up a new event for himself, he'd made the decision to abandon all plans and he just crawled into bed. And <laughs> <laughs> well, based on your comparison there, he would have needed a boat if he's headed east. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, but however, I'm much, much more stubborn and uh, less likely to be dissuaded. So uh, anyway, I ran the course along with 50 others in my multiple layers, which included beanie gloves, thermal top, windproof jacket, and puffer vest. Ah, uh, yes, yes. So you can imagine how I looked as I was running along. <laughs> <laughs> and the Sunbury course is an out and back, which begins mm-hmm. at Apex Park, where there is parking, toilets, playground, a small shelter utilised by the event team. Mm-hmm. The course winds along a concrete path next to the Jackson's Creek before heading up along a gravel surface known as the skyline to the turnaround point. So obviously the skyline that's up the hill. Yeah. On the way out, there is a small diversion around a section known as the Nook. The Nook is a small natural lake on Jackson's Creek, believed to have been home to the local swimming club and hosted the Sunbury Swimming Carnival every Easter in the early 20th century. And this section was looking absolutely amazing because there was autumn colours, you know, fallen leaves. Ah. You know how you know how I'm really big on autumn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was I was claiming you'd found the autumn belt, or you'd obviously drawn my attention to the autumn belt. I take it the entire stage is the autumn belt, and I'm yeah, just I think so. off track. Yeah, okay. Because the nook was looking absolutely stunning, uh, and the gardens are just really well kept. Mm. Beautiful little, little lake, and there was geese and. And, uh, yeah, all went well on my run uh, up until the last few hundred metres where I did take a wrong turn up the wrong path. Oh. Sadly. (laughs) Sadly for me because I was chasing – well, I wasn't chasing it, but you know how you kind of have a rough idea of your time as you're running, Ollie? Yes. And I've got one bingo number left. One bingo number, and it's, <laughs> it's it's double zero. And I'm like, oh, oh I might be coming in ballpark for double zero. Yep. And I was a bit excited. And I'm running, and there's only 50 people, and I had nobody in my sight in front of me. Oh, so I wasn't following anybody. But I've done the course a couple of times before. Hmm. In my defense, one of those was in pitch black um, with a headlamp. Okay. <laughs> 
So, um, yeah, I took a wrong turn. I took oh. a wrong turn. Oh. I knew at the finish of Sunbury that you, you have to go up the hill and back up onto the bridge yep. to finish. So as I approached a bridge, I turned to run up to it and I actually popped out at the top and realised, whoops, wrong bridge. Oh. <laughs> so then I had to turn around and go back down under the bridge to the next bridge and then I'd lost all I'd lost all my oomph. I'd expended all my energy in my excitement and uh yeah. Oh, Mel. <laughs> I had to walk a little bit. <laughs> I came in, you know, 34, 24, and it was all sad. Well, that 24 seconds probably was um, my wrong turn. <laughs> oh, yeah, 24 seconds is not a bad wrong turn. Mm. And, and you got a bonus bridge, so oh, I, I still take that bonus. as a win. <laughs> Oh, dear. Anyway. <laughs> no one followed you then, obviously. But the good thing is, Ollie, yeah. I can go back next time and I can run a post-COVID That's PB. It. Yes. Uh, okay. So you were just setting yourself up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whoops. Yeah. Whoops, I know. Yeah. Oh, oh. Only me. Anyway. But no, Sunbury. Really nice little event and a lot of history in that little place. Absolutely. Oh, look, I, I'd never realised the connection. Um, obviously, commiserations to our, our UK listeners. The ashes might be a sore topic um, <laughs> given the overall record there and I think current holders as well. But Who's the current holders? Australia, I think. Okay. Yeah. Are you sure? That's... That's okay, my tap, last tap, recollection. Tap, 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 tap. <laughs> no, no, pretty confident. I mean, I, I remember it from that uh, that fairly dominant period in the uh, late nineties, early noughties. But um, yeah, I can confidently say it's tight. But uh, yes, uh, it is commiserations. Bring it back to Sunbury, I say. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be all right. Yeah. So anyway, that was my um, my Saturday, and it didn't rain. No. So I mean, you you just described torrential rain, and yet there was still no puddle. No. Okay. Are you sure it's a puddle, Mel? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I am because I've ran there in the last couple of years. I've ran in Ainsbury. Okay. And there's been like week after week water in this puddle. Yeah. And I can't understand why it's not filling up. <laughs> I'm going to go down with a bucket next week, I think. Oh, dear. Anyway, I digress. Um Great work, great work, and, yeah, look forward to hearing how you're tracking. I mean, happy was it Happy Hill? Yes. Happy Hill sounds like the perfect preparation for um, Panorama Punish. Disclaimer, I couldn't run all the way up Happy Hill. And I can't remember if I've ever been able to. I think I think maybe at my peak fitness I did. Yep. In my longest run attempt. Mm. But uh, okay. my goal to get up there to run no. it, run up it all the way. Keep us informed how you go, please. Well, the the next description of Sunbury efforts will be not quite as exciting because I've <laughs> told you all that is to know about Sunbury now. But never mind. All there will be to report on is the efforts up Happy Hill. Good. That's right. I love a good hill. Might be able to entice you to come to that one when you visit, Ollie. Yeah, I think that'd be a good one to visit. And a good Sunday? Always a good Sunday when you go to juniors and see those little happy smiling faces. Numbers were primarily down, Ollie. There was a lot of big running events on this last weekend gone. There certainly have been a lot of running events, our part of the our neck of the woods too. Yeah, so UTA mm. was last weekend. Uh, also uh, the Down Under 135, 
that's um, a local event down here, which is okay. uh, attracts a lot of ultra runners. And there was the Great Ocean Road Running Festival yeah, as well. That, that one's always always amazed me. Love to give that one a try sometime. But uh, there were a lot of a lot of park runners at UTA. Well done, everyone. By the way, yeah, I think we've we've heard a few snippets from from UTA at the cafe there, but um, some amazing efforts yeah definitely and we had um, members of our community that were there one of our uh, event team was away competing so we were actually just happy to fill our roster yes (laughs) yes and again it's great to still have such good support to be able to fill the roster and have people you know step away and fulfill their their hopes and dreams of crazy events like that yes but ollie we have some roving reports that have come in, I believe. So perhaps we should listen to those. Yes. Good morning, everyone. It's Cam here, reporting in for the Channel 5 Parkrun Adventurers. And today I'm at the beautiful looking Shelley Park Run right along the Shelley foreshore on the banks of the Canning River. Looks lovely, slightly windy, so you're gonna have to bear with me. Uh, I'm not really sure where to go, but I've seen a few people in uh, purple volunteer shirts milling around the general area. So I think that might be the start. Okay, everyone, I'm here with? Ken. Ken, and Ken, what are you doing today? I'm uh, the photographer. Most inept, but that's what I'm trying to do. We'll proof of the pudding will be on the uh, the hard disk. Everyone worries about their photos, but I, I think it's uh, it's pretty hard to go wrong unless you point in the wrong direction. So, so how's volunteering going for you today? Yeah, so far so good. The battery is starting to flash, so uh, I'm a little bit apprehensive from now on. But I'll pull my camera, my uh, uh, phone out and finish it off. But doing it with the phone if I have to. So everyone better start running a little quicker today. Yes, that's it. So what other volunteer roles do you like doing? Uh, I've been the marshal, uh, barcode scanning, tail end walker's good. <laughs> Everyone loves the tail end walker. So uh, what do you think you get out of volunteering at Parkrun? Oh, you've got to give back to everything you do, so I think that's my, my biggest reward is that I'm helping to keep Parkrun going for uh, people who want to come down and do it. So uh, that's my uh, little kick for the for volunteering. That's fantastic. Well, thanks for the chat, and I hope you have a great day. No problem. All right, I'm here with the run director t- today, Rishanti. How's it going today? Yeah, it's pretty good. Thank you, Cameron. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, a lovely spot here, right next to the river. Actually, we have a good turnout. So, uh, and the river, we have uh, dolphins uh, every now and then. So, it's actually a very scenic park run we have here, and we have a very friendly uh, team. So we see uh, the numbers always being somewhere around the 120. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So you never have any trouble getting volunteers onto the roster? Uh, we get free coffee from the Tribute Cafe, so uh, that's... Um, wait, wait, wait. S- volunteers get free coffee yeah. at the Tribute Cafe if you come to Shelley Park Run. That's that correct. That is brilliant. Yeah, of course. And we love the Tribute, so they've been great supporters for us. Wow. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. So. Oh, lucky. Yeah. So, so what 
what do you think people get out of volunteering at Parkrun? Uh, I think it's mainly you give back to the community, like, you know, and then because Parkrun is run by volunteers, if not for the volunteers, this wouldn't happen. So it's like, you know, you you help someone get their running because sometimes this could be their only day in the week that they get out and get some socialising, get some sort of achievement in their life. So I suppose it's for you, it's a feeling of accomplishment and helping someone else achieve their goal sort of thing and I think I read somewhere it stimulates your endorphins as well like you know oh <laughs> you do good you feel good hey yeah that's right that's I right. love it that's well, right thanks for the chat Rashanti you've oh, got a lovely you. event here it's uh, been you. very nice today and yeah. uh, hopefully I'll see you around yeah. thanks for coming Cameron it was a pleasure having you thank you thank you all right everyone I'm here with Greg Tower Greg. And uh, Greg, what are you doing today? I am volunteering. I'm, I'm a part barcode scanner for Parkrun. Have you done this before? This is my first time doing this role. Cool. It's easy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yes, it is. Yeah. Have you done other roles? Yeah, I was generally a marshal. A at marshal. the halfway point, which is cheery because you see them at their pain, painful point. Ah, you give them the old G up instead I, of... I do. Yeah, it's good. Ah, oh, that's cool. Uh, so what, what do you uh, think you get out of volunteering at Parkrun? Uh, great sense of community. It's just fabulous, cheery, get to know people in the local area. It's, it's very positive. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm running. I'm not volunteering next week. So, yeah. okay. I, I alternate. Yeah. Oh, that's a good way of doing it. It's a little bit more run to volunteer ratio, but I try to volunteer whenever possible. So. Oh, that's great. All right. Very well, true. Thanks very much, and uh, I'll see you around. Sounds great. Thank, thanks for talking. Yeah. Hello, I'm here with... Madeline. Madeline. And what are you doing today, Madeline? I'm handing out the finishing tokens. You like this job? Yeah. It's fun. It's good. You get to see everyone. And it's easy. But it's pretty easy, providing not everyone comes in all at once. But yeah, it's pretty much easy. And then you have to be rapid fire on the tokens. Yeah, to make sure everyone takes one as they go by. Yeah. Some people don't take their token. Correct. They're so focused oh. on their time on their stopwatch. You see. So, is this your favourite role? Uh, I like this one, and um, most roles I I enjoy anyway. So. It's good. Yeah, it's easy. It's, it's easy, I suppose. Well, lovely chatting with you, Madeline. I hope you have a great day. All right. Good morning, Parkrun adventurers. It's Alison King here reporting in for the Channel 5 News crew. Now, this Parkrun day, I have travelled overseas. That's right, listeners. I have travelled to the South Island. So I'm coming to you from Pegasus Parkrun, which is in North Canterbury in the South Island of New Zealand. And if you're looking at some Parkrun adventures over to New Zealand, Pegasus is a 20-minute drive north of Christchurch and Christchurch is an international airport so book those tickets and come on over. Now to celebrate National Volunteer Week in Australia I'm coming to find some volunteers so let's see who's volunteering today. So I'm with Jill who is this week's barcode scanner at Pegasus so do you barcode scan quite a lot Jill? Uh, every now and then yeah yeah so I've done it about five times. Yeah and what do you like about barcode scanning? Um, oh, it's like any volunteer job, it's just getting the job done, really. Yeah. So you've done quite a bit of volunteering here? Huh? Yeah. 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 What's your prefer preferred job? Do you have a favourite? Yeah, giving out finished tokens, because you don't have to... <laughs> what worries me about barcode scanning is it's a results pin on it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a bit of added stress. <laughs> and what's your parkrun story? How did you get into parkrun? Um, we started in Hagley Park. So I just wanted to get fit, so I started it. 
and then um, my husband came along with me and we did it together. But since Pegasus started up, we were here for the foundation park run. Yeah, so we've done a lot of Pegasus um, park runs, but we've also done quite a few around the country and overseas. So nice. we try and park run when we're away somewhere. In which case, do you have a top three, not including your home park run? Mm, actually, we did Fongare the other weekend, so that was really great. Good, good weather. And it was, um, yeah, great, um, really good course. Um, Rotorua for the um, variety of the course. And of course here, here yeah. we have to be up top. Oh, <laughs> even though it's your home park run. Yeah. <laughs> well, no place like home, I suppose. No, exactly. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, you're welcome. So I'm here with Lee Hamilton, who is currently the, armed with her virtual volunteer app and is timing at Pegasus Parkrun. So thanks for coming on the show, Lee. No problem. So your timekeeping today, have you timekeeped quite a lot? Uh, a bit. I've been doing it for the last year and a half, so I've done up to about 22 now. Cool. And what do you like about timekeeping? Oh, it's pretty straightforward. It's easy to do. It's not too difficult, and you get to um, encourage everyone as they come across, so it's good. You got any top tips for anyone who's never time-kept before? It's very simple. All you have to do is tap on the screen of your phone, so don't be scared of it, and you can't really get it wrong. They can fix it. <laughs> and do you prefer to volunteer or to run? A bit of both. When you can't run or you're not motivated, it's really motivating to watch other people finish, and particularly people who find it hard, so it's really inspiring. Cool. Well, I see we've got some more finishers coming. Hey, I've got a few more to. So I'll let you get back to it. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm with Trudy Diggs, today's run director at Pegasus. So thanks for an awesome run, Trudy. Oh, you're welcome. It was a perfect day for it today. Yeah. Better than last week when it was raining. <laughs> I'll take sunshine any day. Oh, yeah. Couldn't pick a better day today yeah. at Pegasus. How long have you been a run director here? Um, I've volunteered about, I think, someone did a count 230 times. I've volunteered in different roles, but wow. I do volunteer coordinator yeah. um, and help Chris. So we've got definite roles here. Yeah, so big kudos for you then as a volunteer. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a good way to meet everybody. It's really yeah. social. So what got you into park run? Uh, I was actually looking at doing the Milford track and decided I needed to uh, get fit. So I started running and then found out uh, park run was on and joined it just to keep my fitness up. And that was what, four years ago. So coming up to nearly my 200th park run. All done at Pegasus. Wow, so you're yeah. a passionista as well. Yeah, and it's local, so I can't be bothered going into Christchurch. <laughs> How far do you have to, like, do you walk or you drive to Pegasus? No, I drive to, uh, drive to Pegasus, so, yeah. Yeah, but um, as run director, I just do my run first thing in the morning before it's then set up and um, I'm done for the day. So anyone considering becoming a run director, what tips would you give them? Ask questions. Um, most of the park runs are really social. There's always someone there to help you if there's a problem. Someone will just support you. The event director is always usually there as well if you need a hand. Don't be afraid to put your hand up to be a run director. Um, we have a script that everybody follows and reads, so you can't really go wrong. Yeah, awesome. And everybody will support you. Yeah. Well, thanks for an amazing time here at Pegasus. Oh, you're welcome. It did not disappoint. So. Hope to see you back soon. Yeah, thank you so much. Okay, thanks. <laughs> bit windy here at Pegasus as you probably heard in uh, the recordings so I'm in the car for this one. hope you've enjoyed hearing from our Pegasus volunteers. It was an awesome visit for me. This was my 30th different event in New Zealand. Um, Pegasus is normally a couple of laps around Pegasus Lake 
but before the winter course the bridge apparently gets a bit slippy so we did an out and back and it was absolutely stunning so the sunrise this morning was beautiful and the lake was serene and everyone was just so happy and smiley and the volunteers were awesome and let's i'm just about to head off for coffee the obligatory coffee and scone down at the flat white cafe and looking forward to another parkrun adventure so see you the next time Wow, that was wonderful to hear from, uh, yeah, very common theme across the weekend, Mel. And it is, of course, a week that we did want to acknowledge and just give a shout out. So thank you to our roving reporters, Alison and Cam. Great to hear some uh, very diverse parkrun adventures and um, lovely to hear from so many volunteers this weekend. All our high-vis heroes, Ollie's racking up their volunteer points for their future milestone shirts and isn't that wonderful news it's you know it's only a few months away we'll get to see more opportunities for those milestone shirts and i know that it's not necessarily the driver for everyone but it is it is nice i couldn't find my purple shirt so it would probably help me to have multiple volunteer shirts on a parkrun morning for someone as disorganised as me. <laughs> <laughs> I just need one in a bigger size, Ollie. They, they need to change and evolve with us. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm thinking I'm thinking of the kids. Someone's got to think of the kids, you know, those kids that volunteer at a young age and they earn their purple shirt and then they're going to need replacements. So uh, I think it's, you know, it, it's obviously well after the fact that Parkrun announced this a few months ago now, you know, sharing the opportunity for more volunteer milestones and to purchase a replacement. Yeah, but Ollie, in the previous life, you mm. couldn't order volunteer shirts and 50 and 100 mm. shirts in kids' sizes. So all ah, the kids have course. got adult size dresses. Ah, yes, <laughs> and yes. And if you're anything like me, you go, oh, well, Zoe might need a size medium so it fits her forever. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah, there was actually a bit of a bit of foresight there, <laughs> intended or not. And in another 10 years, it might fit it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but look, special shout out. Nice work, Alison. Got to take a bit of a trip there. And well done, Alison, on reaching your 30th unique event in New Zealand. Yeah, that's fantastic. And <laughs> thanks for sharing in the Australian Volunteer Week fun. Certainly hope to you know, throw a bit of appreciation back at you when it's uh, New Zealand's time. And um, great to hear also, Cam. I mean, technically, Cam, I believe, did interview every volunteer at Shelley Parkrun. <laughs> um, unfortunately, we couldn't necessarily carry them all through. It was pretty cold sounding there. Oh, gee, who knew that the weather in West Australia wouldn't be as nice as the Eastern Seaboard? <laughs> That's it. But thank you to all of our roving reporters. But Ollie, we've got some exciting news. What's that, Mel? You've got mail. We've got mail. Yeah. How incredible is this? We actually got emails. We did. Plural. I know. <laughs> Plural. <laughs> and thank you to, thank you to, can I say everyone? Thank yeah, you yeah, to yeah. everyone that wrote to us. It was lovely to hear from you all. I'm glad you could pick up on our subtle hints. <laughs> we, we try not to make these things obvious, but yeah, it was nice to hear. And amongst those emails, we heard from Eman from the South Toowoomba team, Mel. Yes. Would you like to read it out, Ollie? I would love to. Hi, Ollie and Mel. I hope you two are doing well. Thanks for the quick shout out on your Post Palm 21 episode. I thought I'd reach out to you by email as I don't have Facebook and you wanted someone to email you. I was listening to your latest episode where you mentioned that you haven't done Southbank Park Run. As an alternative to completing a South for your Compass Challenge, may I suggest visiting our lovely city of Toowoomba and doing South Toowoomba Park Run? 
our parkrun community, Robbie and I will certainly make you more than welcome and you get to be featured in the post parkrun interview. I'd be happy to be your tour guide and show you some of Toowoomba's highlights. And yes, we've also put in our touristing list to visit Shell Harbour Parkrun sometime this year. Wow. That's awesome. Thanks, E-Man, for the lovely invitation. And uh, definitely hadn't even considered South Toowoomba, hadn't drawn the conclusion. It, I mean, I have to say, the, uh, the South Toowoomba team are excellent ambassadors for their region and their parkrun. It's definitely on the list. Don't know when. Help me out geographically, Ollie. Mm. Where, where is South Toowoomba located? Uh, so it is a little more inland um, in South Queensland there. I'm struggling with the distance from Brisbane, but it's, um, what is it? Uh, it's due west. That's right. It's due west. Okay. So, um, yeah, a bit of a drive from Brisbane, but you know, I think as the team and their hospitality suggest, definitely worth it. There we are, about 130 k's west of Brisbane. I always prefer to go somewhere where I know people. Yeah, you know, an invitation like that, getting to explore the city and see the surroundings, I think would be a pretty nice way to spend a parkrun day. Sounds like another palm frond to me. <laughs> I think so. Hey, man, you have to leave it with us. It takes a bit of planning sometimes, but... Uh... Oh, well, to be honest, I'm a lot more flexible. It's <laughs> 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 getting Ollie away from Shell Harbour, there's going to be the problem. <laughs> and they're going to come and visit you too. Hopefully. Yeah, come on down. You're always welcome. Please let me know. I'd like to make sure I'm there. I know it's usually a safe bet, but I'll do my best. And look, thank you so much for writing in. Thank you, Eamon, and everyone else. Look, Mel, we, we also had plenty of updates and tales from the day at Dazza's. We did. Yeah. We did. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, interesting theme this week at Dazza's because uh, it was actually – no park run going on for a few. You know, one of them was the Channel 5 News crew's own Mark Scarborough. No park run for me today as I am support crew for our ED who is doing the 100Ks for the UTA. Wow. So um, shout out there to Ian. Ian Shaw there out at um, Wagga Bridge. <laughs> I, I just, just noticed how fast you say that word now. <laughs> I think that was triple speed there. <laughs> But what a what an amazing effort, the 100Ks. Ian's been on his own road to recovery there as well. So um, I trust from the posts that I have seen that he's uh, now recovering and um, feeling pretty spectacular for completing that 100Ks. Excellent. Well done, Ian. And well done, Mark. Marvellous Mark. Yeah, great support. For being support crew. Uh, these uh, ultra runners uh, rely heavily on their support crew and it's a brilliant thing to do to take on that role. Yes. And we had Rebecca Bailey. Takeaway, please. Listened to the pod on my way to work this morning. First run I've missed since COVID, but I'll be supporting Shell Harbour with my pink bandana while working in Kangaroo Valley this weekend. We also heard from Greg Garner, weekend away in Brisbane for the end. So an adventure to Mitchelton Park Run. The coffee and bacon and egg burger hit the spot after my run. And Alison King. It was an orange and date scone day at Pegasus Park Run. The cafe is called Flat White. The scone was delicious. We all did the stuff quiz. 
Brown scored 11 out of 15. Very respectable score. It is. Jackie Hancock, cheese and carrot scone for me at Flat White Pegasus. No picture because I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, Alison mentioned that there was maybe a little sneak peek of Jackie in her own photo. That's it. She was present. She was captured. And it looks like Pegasus was a good place to be and flat white by the looks of things. Mm Mm-hmm. Tracy Wood, morning team, cup of tea please after my long run at Sandgate, which included park run to finish. Nice work, Tracy. Well coordinated. Bernadette Bennett, seeing we're in Katoomba for UTA, we've left the son-in-law out in the middle of his 50 kilometres to tourist at Lithgow. Friendly crew, undulating trails and a slight nip in the air. Hot chocolate and second breakfast We'll be back at Blackheath. Wow. And and we did note the follow-on conversation there. So Lithgow had a bit of a, a bit of an attendance at the weekend because we also heard from Karen there, Karen Hamilton. Also at Lithgow too, did UTA 22 yesterday and she wished good luck um, to Bernadette's son. Lithgow was a lovely cross-country course, 80 metres elevation, but didn't really feel like it because the hills were nice and gentle. Breakfast was a stopover at the Lollybug for coffee while stocking up on goodies and a pumpkin quiche at the Hydro Majestic Pavilion in Medlow Bath. That's a cool name, the Lollybug. Yeah. Nice to hear from another Shell Harbour Park runner. Oh. <laughs> Karen's from Shell Harbour, is she? Karen's part of the team. Oh, okay. Yes, and well done also, Karen, on, on UTA. Claire Stutchbury, event number 82 and 19th, Queensland at Surface Paradise, following up with a morning at SeaWorld. You guys really know how to do Southeast Queensland. 19 so far. Well done. How long is this holiday going for? <laughs> I, I think it's permanent. Oh, okay. They've got the whole relocation thing down there. Oh, pad. that's right. Yes. Yep, I remember now. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, also Mandy Oliver grabbed my soy chai with my son and his girlfriend after Main Beach Park Run, their first official park run. They got confused at Paradise Point a couple of weeks ago and did not finish. Oh, well, well done for finishing this one. And Main Beach of all, the number one in Australia. Fitting. Bruce Purdy, my two most local park runs shared the same coffee shop today and it was awesome. Hashtag Ballarat Park Run, hashtag Wallaby Track Park Run. And happy birthday, Bruce. Happy birthday, Bruce. He had a milestone this week as well, Ollie. And from all accounts, he got a lot of love from park runners. And I do believe there may have even been a happy birthday rendition in Wallaby Track's famous tunnel of... I don't know if they call it a tunnel of love. They definitely have a tunnel. (laughs) (laughs) I think I have heard of that tunnel, yes. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, what a way to uh, what a way to celebrate. Oh, I've got two in a row. Yes. Brendan Scullery. <laughs> em and I shared our pink parkrun passion at Shell Harbour in support of and in memory of those who have lost their lives to breast cancer. And spectacular pink passion it was. Chris Fraser. So just before I say this, we have checked with Chris and I believe Chris did find an acceptable one in the end, but I'll, I'll read on. I'm not normally one who would name and shame, but do not buy a sausage roll from <laughs> zero stars. Sorry, Mel, we can't handle the uh, the litigation. Um, <laughs> zero stars. Hard to comment without expletives. Expletives, sorry. Expletives? Expletives. That's it. See, I don't even know how to say it. <laughs> it was full on mush. I spat out my first and only bite 
going in search of alternative. Oh, dear. Bad day for the stat man. <laughs> we feel for you, Chris. Uh, just know there's, there's a five-star around the corner there somewhere. You've just got to believe. Also, Sam Schroeder, skim flat white and a sort of shared big breakfast for us after Luke walked and I handed out tokens at Chipping Norton Parkrun. And the volunteeristing continues. Good work, Sam. Ingrid Botha, set out with the aim of keeping a steady pace rather than my usual run-walk style. Maintained it for most of the way to the turnaround, but then dropped into a run-walk pattern and was lucky enough to be on the spot to help out a runner who was feeling unwell. Once the Ambos had him in good care, I managed to get back just in time to catch the tail walkers. Wow. Good work, Ingrid, for helping out a fellow park runner that was unwell, unwell enough that it required ambulance. Yeah, obviously not fantastic situation, but fantastic to hear of the, you know, that care. Tracy Leeper. Whilst the cool morning at Ipswich Park Run this morning, I had a lovely walk with my running mum, Kay. And yes, the matching outfits were planned. Oh, yes. I remember seeing this one, Ollie. They had lovely matching tops and bottoms, if that's the right way to phrase it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was curious as to why, if there was a, an event. What was the occasion? Mm. Yeah, what was the occasion? Mm. We hope to hear more. Tony O'Connell, latte with one to match the sunny day at Kate Reed Park Run. What a cracker. <sighs> Fantastic. The sun is following Tuck, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a mortgage on that sun. <laughs> From all accounts, it rained at Inverloch, so I think the sun went on holidays to Tassie. It, uh, it, it looked like it needs it uh, down in parts of Tassie. It looks pretty cold. Cameron Drake. Sorry, dripped egg all down my shirt after just one bite of my Sanger. Well earned after a brisk trot at the lovely Shelley Park Run this morning. Lucky those Park Run shirts are wash and wear. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Louise Minty. Ticked off a Y for my alphabet by tail walking at my Nendi, the lovely Yokine Park Run. Followed up with a Garmin Coach Run, then a massive arm and croissant and LMTU. I don't know what that is, Ollie. Long Mac topped up. Oh, that's what it says in brackets. But what's a Long Mac topped up? Now, I'm absolutely hoping it's a Long Macchiato. Oh. But bigger. <laughs> Excuse my coffee ignorance. Anyway, the best way to start the weekend. Yeah. We also heard from Janet Reid. RD duties for me at Lockheel today. Our timekeeper was volunteering in this role for the first time. Beautiful Charlie Adam is in his 70s. There he was with his smartphone at 7.15am, eagerly learning how to use the app. I would be telling Porky Pies if I said I wasn't a wee bit nervous. Needless to say, he nailed it. No red lines. Just goes to show that you are never too old to give volunteering a go and that the virtual volunteer app is super easy to use. Go, Charlie. Then I had coffee. Excellent, Charlie. Well done. Well done on trying something new. Yeah. Simon Mackley, a very quiet Mossman Park run at 44. We did have a wonderful bunch of participants and volunteers and a special guest gaining their M for the Alphabet Challenge. Do we know who that special guest was? Mm, nope. <laughs> I, I wanted to say it was Bruce, but he was there the week before. Yeah, that's right. I'm curious. I've clearly missed it. I'll have to go and research. Sorry, Simon. Didn't do my homework. I could do the tappy, tappy, tappy thing while you read the next one. <laughs> we also heard from Val, Val Warwick. 
woke to a very cold morning and watched the sun climb over the bank of clouds out in the strait as Stephen Warwick drove down the, to the bluff where I was timekeeping today. I was dressed in layers but had to take off the gloves to make sure this 70-plus speech marks here, old lady, could touch the virtual app. Amazingly, the two of us timekeeping kept in sync and when one of even older parkrunners asked his time, we discovered we were only 0.03 different. One of us had slightly faster reflexes than the other, but our RD was amazed at how close we were. Mind you, my point of finger only just regained colour and feel by the time I finished my coffee with the gang at Drift. The photo below taken at 7.40 when I arrived and the sun did feel warm through layers by the time the runners were finishing. That was quite a quite a nice photo too. That was a stunning photo. Love the morning light photos. Uh, yeah, that sounds remarkably fresh. Now, Ollie, you've given me this really long one to read. <laughs> Is it a rhyme? Is it is it supposed to be read like I'm thinking it's looking like it's supposed to be there was movement at the station? Yes. Oh, I don't think I can do it justice. May I have a go? I think you better. All right. If if you feel more confident with the uh, the flow of the um the rhyme. I'll do my very best, okay. Stephen. I apologize in advance. But we also heard from Stephen Warwick. Parkrun adventure is a rumor. It was spreading all up and down the coast that a new park run is due to start that'll take your breath away. If you're looking for a 5k PB, then you'll need to stay away. For the ups and downs of this new run will take the seconds away. But if you love a course that has it all, then this one is for you. With beauty in reflections and birds to cheer you on, you'll be amazed at what's on offer for those who choose to come. Those trees that lift their arms up high will shield you from the sun and on a wintry day, you'll need to run just to keep warm. So now that I've intrigued you, surely you'll return for Palm 22 and then I'll lead you on a merry run along the Long Northwest Park Run. And no, I won't tell Ollie that it's better than Shell Harbour. I'll just leave that up to you. Of course, I had to stumble on that. Sorry, Stu. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there a, always a reference to Shell Harbour? I mean, nothing against Shell Harbour. Shell Harbour, Shell Harbour, Shell Harbour. <laughs> it's like Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> I wasn't going to call you Jan, but... Um, <laughs> But uh, look, and it sounds intriguing. Is is a very apt word for that one, Stephen? I, we have to check this one out. Well done, Stephen, for that lovely verse. So thank you for sending that in, and thank you for reading it, Ollie. Good work. And it, it, well, it's almost reminiscent of the poem zone. Yes, there's one from the vault. Yeah, we should have cracked out the sound effects for the poem zone. Did we? Yeah. Did we have a? There was. was there it? was an introductory piece to the poem zone. I always enjoyed it. Always being probably a, maybe not the right terminology, but I enjoyed it when I heard it, yes. Okay, I'm making a note. I'll see mm. if I can track it down. <laughs> no, no, no. No? We just appreciate it for what it is. That's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alrighty. And last but not least, Path Bomacanti. Warringal Parklands with Irene, Cheryl and Mark. Enjoyed brunch at Train Yard Cafe up the road. Loved the potato rosti. Um, well, I'm hungry, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> talking about all this coffee and cake and Rosties. Yeah. But wasn't it great to hear of such a diverse range of experiences? Again, loved hearing of all of the support and volunteering themes. And hey, let's just continue that with See You on the V side too, Mel. Yes. Tracy has sent in a rundown of volley rolls while she was out and about at Bunyaville Park Run. This, this wasn't this week. This was the week before, but uh, we thought we would hold on to it. Because Tracy's come up with a list of volunteer roles, which aren't your typical volunteer spots, Ollie. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And what what a better week to discuss volunteering roles. And another voice that you might be glad to hear again. Yes. Let's have a listen. Morning Parkrunners, it's Tracy Natutu beating about the bush in Bunyville this morning. This week I'm getting my volunteer vest on by photographing parkrun participants. Do I have an affinity for alliteration? Absolutely I do. Now, last week I talked about tail walking and how it's the uh, most favourite of all volunteer roles out there. But that led me thinking at how else you can help out your local parkrun community. So I've thought of some other jobs that you can do, help out uh, parkrun just by lending them a hand and helping other people in the process. You may not get a volunteer credit for these, but you get the satisfaction of um, helping other people do their job as well. So without further ado... Let's start Tracy's top 10 of other volunteer roles or other jobs that you could do at Parkrun. Number one, Zupa Duper Hander Outer. This is a fantastic role. Okay, any Queensland runner who has done a parkrun on a hot and sweaty summer's day and crossed the finish line to be greeted by a smiling person who has already cut the tops of a Zuper Duper and handing you one that has been kindly donated by someone celebrating a milestone or just some kind member of the community knows that this is absolutely fantastic. Uh, many thanks for those people who do this. Number two, plotter. Now, I've seen a gentleman at Sandgate, for instance, who does the course wearing a pair of gloves and carrying a plastic bag, and he picks up rubbish along the way. So kudos to you, my friend. This is awesome. Number three, cheer squad. Uh, Now, check with your local park run. This could be a role that you get a volunteer credit for. Who doesn't love a cheer squad at Parkrun? I mean, how awesome is it when you're running around the course or running up a hill and someone gives you a big cheer and has an awesome sign that says, Yay, go you! Number four, token washer. In these times of COVID, I believe that all the uh, finished tokens now have to be taken home and washed with disinfectant or washing up liquid or whatever it is they use before they're resorted into numerical order. I have seen that uh, some kids have been roped into this who have quite enjoying this role. So, you know, you could always help out your local park run by doing this job for them and giving them a break. Okay, number five, vest washerer. All the volunteer vests that are worn at Parkrun have to be washed every week. And for those RDs that have to do this as well, it it adds to the list of things to do in preparation for the next week. But if you're lucky enough to have a family like mine who, when I've come home from Parkrun and dumped all the stuff downstairs, they go and throw them in the machine and then hang them up in the sun. And that's just fantastic. So thank you to them for helping me out. Um, Number six, baby holder or cuddler. Now, I'm very guilty of this because I tend to um, just grab babies and 
cuddle them. Yes, I do ask first. But it does give the mum a hand when they're trying to reach for their barcode in their purse or they're trying to do something else. So um, give a mum a break, especially how is Mother's Day tomorrow. Give them a free hand while they drink their coffee, maybe. Oh, that leads me on to the next one, a pram pusher. How about giving a mum runner a break by pushing the pram or stroller for her next time um, she goes to park run? Uh, she might like a hit out and go for a PB on one occasion. Or might just like to do her own thing without the constant, Mum, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Anyway, certainly do ask before you go steal someone else's child. Number eight, warm-up leader's assistant. Now, I like to uh, help out at my local junior park run as warm-up leader. I have a great voice for uh, yelling out instructions, but I don't quite have the uh, flexibility to do the moves. And that's where my very lovely assistant comes in, who has the... um, agility and flexibility to demonstrate things a lot better for me so thank you connie number nine photo uploader okay this isn't so bad if you've got a volunteer who takes you know a few photos here and there or you know just of every people or you've got a small park run contingent I have helped out before. I think I got my other role for this by uploading photos uh, on a day when we had three photographers on duty. So this is certainly a role that can help out your ID. Last god dog walker. Okay, at uh, my local park run, we have some lovely boys down there who uh, rely on guides to take them around the course. They've also asked that when they're being guided around by human, could someone take their doggy for a walk? The dog gets a lovely walk when it's got its harness off and therefore not in working mode. And everyone has a great run. So as I said, you may not get a volunteer role for any of these jobs. Uh, do check with your local park ride. Certainly do ask them if there is something else that you could help out that I haven't thought of. And you may get a credit for. If you're interested in volunteering, check in with your local event. They'd love to see you. Right, I'd like to give a shout out this week to Joshua Snowy. He got 25 volunteer roles last week at Whitemark Wall at Ararat Park Run. I'd like to give a shout out to Angela who is an absolute legend there and she got her 100 volunteer. And the Warwicks are touring around Tasmania still love seeing their adventures. Alright, that's all from me this week. Until next week, see you on the B-side. Bye! This is the informant. These are unofficial stats. They are only current at the time they are collected and may differ from the stats you read elsewhere. Yes folks, I am back, and the stats are back, to a no-nonsense, quick, neat, clean, basic format. At the time of recording, 530 events worldwide had submitted results. Of these, 398 events were in Australia, 33 in New Zealand, and the rest taking place in Japan, Russia and remote UK territories. No event launches took place. Participant numbers are dropping. My two leading theories are the onset of colder weather, plus the commencement of junior sporting codes. In Australia and New Zealand, we had 40,156 runners out of 45,080 worldwide. We had 5,958 BBs, while 1,525 people participated for the first time. 87 juniors reached their junior 10 milestone, 199 people reached their 50 milestone, 124 people reached their 100 milestone, and 19 people reached their 250 milestone. 13 people called bingo. 
Bronte Smith was the quickest with 166 events. Nicole Schultz was the slowest with 348 events. We have eight new Territorians in the ACT with Kate Potter, Debbie Ho, Oscar Lindenmayer, Melanie Cooper, Joey Lindenmayer, John Poynton, Saran Kugagel, David Hughes, completely all seven events. Up north, Fritz Rada, Shay Happy and Mitch Wilson completed all three Northern Territory events. South Australia has one new statesman in Peter Berry who completed the set at Port Lincoln. In New Zealand, Sarah Ganser became the 47th South Islander and 22nd countryman after running at Invercargill. Not quite the bottom of the world, but you can see from there on a clear day. On the most Aussie New Zealand events list, Peter Borrelia, Michelle Kohler, Matthew Allen, Claire Stutchbury and Tom Gallagher are the biggest winners, moving up 10 places from 202 to 192. In the top 20, Errol Poole moves up 1 to 9th place running at Shell Harbour. Dan Bigger moves up 1 to 19th place after running at Maramine Wetlands. Biggest Wilson mover of the week is Jason Vella, who has boosted his index from 14 to 33. To see these stats in full, visit my blog at theinformant.me. That's theinformant, or one word, dot M-E. This has been The Informant, and my spreadsheet is bigger than yours. Welcome back to our very favourite informant. Nice to hear the dulcet tones again. Yeah, didn't you miss it, Mel? I mean, we, we were very fortunate to have the agency casual. Always good to get good help. Thank you very much. And uh, look, uh, certainly I can only legally and honestly say that I'm excited to have the informant back. Yes, we won't We won't mention any of the confidentiality uh, <laughs> agreement that we've entered into. <laughs> and moving swiftly on, we need to have a little discussion about the volunteer roles that Tracy reported on, Ollie. Yes, and look, thank you so much, Tracy. Love how... Parkrun presents so many opportunities for people to, to volunteer and give their time. And of, and, of course, people give their time in so many other ways outside of Parkrun too, it must be said. They do. And some people volunteer purely um, on an unofficial level. Not everybody volunteers to get a volunteer credit. They do things that uh, aren't necessarily always recognised. Yeah, and I think uh, one of the things that I I noticed uh, going from parkrun to parkrun is that um, yeah, look, everyone is working within the same framework. You know, a good example of that is you know we we all out there supporting the restrictions and uh, the different controls we have to in relation to COVID and you know, things like the super duper hander outer that we all miss. Um, love to have back, really love to have back. We know and understand some of the reasons there. But there are different things that I think different parkrun teams and, and individuals come up with that can really add a lot to parkrun. And as you say, Mel, you know, they're not always something that people get credit for and, and certainly Tracy, as, as you say as well. But I could honestly say there are some roles in there that I would hands down without a pause give a volunteer credit to. And that might be personal view, more so than official view. But, um, yeah, I, I think that there are some great examples of how people do and, and have contributed in those. And I particularly like the warm-up leader assistant, Ollie, because that's a great way to get kids engaged and 
allowing them the opportunity to volunteer alongside an adult. Yeah, uh, and that's you know that's that form of participation. You know, we, we want everyone to enjoy this. You know, this as Parkrun says, this hugely positive experience. Um, and everyone, everyone's different. They all do it in different ways. And, and if a junior can enjoy that, and if someone can enjoy that in a slightly more unique way, but still, you know, that sense of inclusion, it's, that's fantastic. I know even um, <laughs> even Cheer Squad, one of my best parkrun memories is a group of people that, that used to come along and volunteer. And uh, whilst we did put them in marshal spots generally uh when we were full of marshals we we always welcomed our cheer squad and uh, it was such a nice feature of park run morning for a couple of months running there where we had this group of four that were volunteering their time uh, as part of their their church and you could hear their cheering across the valley uh, across the lagoon and uh it just drove so many people on to have you know that that support no one asked them to do it uh in fact we <laughs> We spent countless weeks trying to convince them to have a park run, give that a go, and they did eventually, uh, but we miss them. It makes me think of Elizabeth, Ollie, uh, at, is it Bushy Park, the famous mm. Elizabeth Corner? Yes. When she comes out and just cheers the park runners? Exactly. Every week? And also have to give a shout out to a Highlands park run. I'm pretty sure it's Highlands. Yeah, it's definitely Highlands. Uh, they have a point on their course where there's always multiple, I would say it's a marshal spot, but there's always more than one person and they're always cheering. And I think they call it Bill's Hill. Mm. Pretty sure. It's multiple laps at Highlands. Yeah. And it's great to come around knowing that they're going to be there in the little the little lift you get from the cheer squad. And I know that park run is always open for anybody who wants to to help out on the day, yeah. there's always a role to be found, and cheer squad is one of those roles. Yeah, and I think that's um, you know, that, that's what I really like about what Tracy's highlighted is that um, even when we do fill the roster, it is great to see sort of people finding these ways to to help and help make that parkrun experience just a little bit extra special. I also liked that uh, Tracy mentioned the plogging and yes. I thought I would uh, expand a little bit on that for people that might not understand what the plogging is. And mm. it's a combination of jogging with picking up litter and it started as an organised activity in Sweden around 2016 and sp from there it spread to other countries. But, it, you know, following the increased concern of plastic pollution. So that is probably something that people would even, you know, go out on not parkrun day on their local parkrun course if they felt so inclined to just, you know, maintain their their local community. Yeah, look, and, and what a great initiative. I had no idea it was that recent, I suppose. I'd only become familiar with the terminology recently, but, yeah, it's a fantastic trend. And, hey, if someone wants to combine it with their parkrun, that's, that's great. I was thinking about this the other day as I was just out on my um, – one of my not park runs and I feel compelled to shove it like a plastic bag or a garbage bag and a and probably a, a glove because you wouldn't want to be going along especially with no. you know the COVID climate mm. you wouldn't want to be going along picking up rubbish with your bare hands you'd want to be nice and, and safe yes. in that respect but it did occur to me it'd be easier to stick a plastic bag in your pocket mm -hmm. and a couple of gloves and then even after your park run run back out and do a you know an extra 
lap if you needed to get your steps up and that yep. could be when you went out and cleaned up anything you might have noticed on your first sweep of park run. It's fantastic to see the number of people that have the desire and, and that do get out there and do that. It makes such a positive difference and I suppose coming back to the notion of getting a volunteer credit, um, I love seeing people get volunteer credits and I suppose I'm always mindful that we are a large group of individuals and you know there will be different interpretations and you know sometimes people will see that differently but more than anything i think you know we appreciate what they're doing and yeah i do, I do hope that where people step up and, and volunteer through the official channel of course um in whatever capacity to help make the park run course day park runners you know all of that special um yeah i do hope that they get that credit Molly, can you hear that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long. They've been so good and they haven't done it for a while. You know, for, for a moment there I was I was actually wondering, was it tap, tap or tweet, tweet? <laughs> that was Bambi. He just randomly walked in, came in, stood there, looked at me, turned around and off he went again. Meanwhile, Chico's in the dog bed next to me. Happily snoring his head off. I'm not quite sure if that's coming through the microphone, but. Oh, no, no, not at all. Big day, Chico. <laughs> it's his birthday yeah. today. Happy birthday, Chico. <laughs> He's 12. Oh, that is a big day. He's an old man. Yeah. He's had plenty of love from everybody today, so it's worn him out. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of some milestones, Mel. Yes. I suppose it's not lost on us that um, yeah, there are some more developments across the globe when it comes to parkrun. There is, Ollie. USA is coming back this coming Saturday. Not every event, I'm led to believe. Mm -hmm. And from uh, the 11th of May COVID update, it did state we are on track to resume a number of events mm -hmm. in the USA on May the 22nd. 2-2. Two -two. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's exciting. Uh, really happy for the USA to have, have their restart happening and um, I looked up to see how many events they've got there in the USA because I don't know an awful lot mm. about them. I really, to be honest, only really heard about that one that's got the Golden Gate Bridge in the background. Oh, naturally. Yeah. It's probably the most well-known of all the events, but they do have 47 events over there. Yeah, it's it's grown, and it, it has been nice to hear over the years on the, on the pod a, a few um, a few snippets and, and journeys uh, through, well, not just the USA, but I suppose North America. But you're right, yeah, we, we only hear now and then from the, from the USA, and we're definitely thinking of everyone there and, and wishing all the event teams the best for that startup and hopefully we can we can see and hear a bit more of that and and share a bit of the excitement yes let's try and learn a little bit more about that that's what i'm thinking yes and there is more exciting announcements there's announcements are plenty this week yes would you like to do the honors with the next one oh if i can do it justice mel but look bear with me because things are going to get ugly <laughs> How long did you practice that? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just say it comes naturally to me. Um, we have some exciting news that we have been provided to share. As we all know and love, and look for those of you that may not have been listening for a very long time and don't know and love. Um, you, you're going off the track here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, back on track. I'll get to it. Bear with me. We have an ugly Christmas announcement. <clears throat> so previously we have mentioned that 
there will be a Christmas in July for our ugly theme. So at the time of recording, Mel, there are only 68 more sleeps until the inaugural Ugly Christmas in July, which is going to be held on Saturday, the 24th of July. I'm sorry, I'm not listening. I'm looking at my sound effects to find something suitable. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Keep going. Okay. So to celebrate this momentous occasion and to offer people an opportunity to add some warm layers to their ugly festive ensembles, bear in mind many of us have ugly Christmas singlets here. Not all of us bought the shirts. Santa's Little Helpers have been knitting up an ugly storm and this week we'll be releasing designs for not one, not two, but three ugly Christmas buffs, or as some people know them, neck warmers. So, Mel, if people are fans of any of the official designs from the last three years of International Ugly Christmas Singlet or Shirt Day, I asked, then you (laughs) may be excited to hear that the three new buff designs have been adapted from these. That just means I've got to buy three. (laughs) This is just going to be expensive because I'm not going to be able to choose. It's going to get ugly. So uh, this is to match in or clash in tremendously ugly fashion if you choose to pick a different year's design. (laughs) Are you reading this from the script or have you gone rogue? (laughs) (laughs) Let's just say I'm trying to read, trying. (laughs) Operative word. And not only will the buffs be spreading warmth and ugly joy wherever they're worn, they will also be helping others. As $1 from every sale, or sorry, from the sale of every buff, we donated to Beyond Blue to support the work they do in improving the lives of all people in Australia affected by mental health conditions. So a fantastic cause there. It is, Ollie. Yes. Tremendous effort uh, from the uh, from the heart and soul behind the ugly Christmas singlet or shirt or buff, as it were. And orders are going to open on Thursday the 20th of May and will close two weeks later on Thursday the 3rd of June. Yeah, odds are it's out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it depends how good I go with the edit this week, but yes. uh, yeah, most likely. So no doubt we will have the link for everybody. Yeah. Or you just go to the International Ugly Christmas Singlet and Shirt Day page to find the details. That's right. We'll have to, to share that frequently over this period. So um, look, uh, it may seem early. However, closing orders at the beginning of June will mean that there's plenty of time for people both nationwide and overseas because uh, we want to share the love guys even if it is hot and you're not quite in need of a neck warmer um, but yeah both nationwide and overseas to receive the delivery of your goodies in time for ugly Christmas in July so yeah those ugly Christmas buffs will be available via the usual adventurers online portal with supplier Ventu. And uh, Mel, as you were saying, yeah, head over and like the International Ugly Christmas Singlet or Shirt Day Facebook page for the link and all the other ugly details. Save the date for the inaugural Ugly Christmas in July, Saturday the 24th of July. It's going to be a bunch of ugly fun, Ollie. Can't wait. And I found the sound effect. You're welcome. Well done, Mel. And <laughs> and we hope that's brought everyone to attention because we don't want to miss it. We know people have missed those designs in recent years. This is your opportunity. And, um, yeah, if you like them and you want to support and you want to get some, jump on and grab them now. Have we covered everything? 
I think we just about have, except for the thing that we always forget to tell everybody, which is you can contact us via our Facebook or our email address, which is parkrunadventures at gmail.com. We might get another email, Ollie. Wouldn't that be lovely? It does give us a surprise when we get one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you can see how genuine our surprise is. So we, <laughs> we really appreciate it. You, may, you we, we scour that inbox constantly. <laughs> um, but it was fantastic. And spe- speaking of, of forgetting things, the other thing that I frequently forget is the budgies. Please don't forget to bring in the budgies, Mel. Thank you for remembering. <laughs> okay, that's it for another week. We'll see you next week, Mel. And again, thank you for volunteering.